Welcome to Let Me Finish Podcast. The full name of the podcast is Let Me Finish, Don't Cut Me Off. But abbreviated, it's Let Me Finish. Uh, This is the second time out. Uh, I'm at it again. The topic today will be LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. I will give uh, my opinion on both players from a different point of view. Uh, Just based off how other people go about um, judging these particular uh, athletes. Great athletes at that. Um, First, um, as I start up, uh, before I get into that, I want to just kind of sound off on sports announcers in general, in sports uh, radio, sport entertainment in general. I just want to sound off on it because it really, as a family guy, Peter Griffin, grinds my gears <laughs> when it comes to some of these analysts. And you know what I'm saying? I, I just, again, I am not an athlete. I attempted to be one, uh, but you know, it didn't work out. So I don't uh, tend to um, have a say on an athlete if I can't really say that I understand what the athlete in particular is talking about. So my thing is, man, when I look at these sportscasters, and it's so funny to me. I always connect it to the jock and the nerd. Okay. The nerd always wants to be the jock. So the nerd always has something to say, no matter what, because he could never be that jock or never have the recognition and then the things that come with being. The jock or the star player in your school. And that makes the nerd always judgmental. Always have something to say. Always critiquing or looking for any little thing to say about that star player, that jock. You know, you get these sports analysts, they come in and they talk about Oh, man, look at what you call it. Missed that shot or missed that layup or did this and did that. But you can't even hoop. You can't even throw the ball. You can't do nothing but talk negative. Knowing if you got on the basketball court, knowing you can't do nothing those players do. And you have the audacity to sit there and say when a player is in a certain situation, what that player does. Well, visually, you can see that. That's easy. But what you don't understand is when you get these particular type of players, it's not the player's fault. For, per, per, uh, uh, to me, to me it's, it comes down to coaching. If I have a player that can't do certain things and he has his strengths and his weaknesses, 
I'm going to put that player in a place of strength. I'm not going to expect him to do something that he is incapable of doing. But when you get these sports talk people, oh, man, the way they talk, you would think it's easy. Especially Skip and uh, Skip Bayless and a couple other uh, sports analysts that do the exact same thing. You know, they sit back and they say how this player is just terrible. I can't believe he's getting all of this uh, money to not perform or not to, to do what is expected of him. Now, remember, these nine times out of ten that are the guys that, one, was unsuccessful in playing sports, two, always wanted to be that top player or that star player when they were in school, but never, never could do it. So when they got an opportunity to be able to be in a position to talk about the star player they can never be, they become the expert. They're able to tell you why this person is not clutch, why this person can't do this, why this person can't do that. Because that's their way of being able to criticize something that they could not be. And then don't let that 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 uh, that nerd become a star in the talking field of sports radio. Oh, it's over then. It's oh man, he rich too. Oh, you ain't telling him nothing. He gonna let you know how a bum you are, how his grandma can shoot better than you, all type of stuff. Cause that's what they do, and then you wonder why the sports players have so much disrespect towards the sportscasters and how they just turn the other cheek from them and don't really care because they're like, how you going to tell me what is what? And and this this type of situation, I'm leaving out the pro athletes that, that talk sports because we already understand that we're looking at their point of view because they have already been there and done that. So you take their point of view a little bit more serious than the nerd that couldn't hoop, that couldn't dribble, that had a broke jumper, that couldn't do the layup line, was at the end of the bench, that couldn't get no girls, and always getting talked about. And when they finally got a chance to get their revenge, and put themselves in a situation to where they can hit out at that athlete that used to pick on me. That used to, to call me scrub. And used to never pick me up in, 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 in playground games. Now, now I'm finna lay down the hammer. I'm finna tell you all this man indeficiencies and why are they wasting their time paying this man this type of money when this man don't do anything. He's terrible. He sucks. It's a shame. And like someone to say, it's blasphemous that this player is doing these things and getting this money and not doing this. He should be traded. He should be cut. But if you think about it and you look at it from a different point of view, what if I was sitting here saying to the sportscaster that's doing his job 
You suck. You should be cut. You're not clutch. In your topics. Who are you? You're terrible. What network is hiring this person to talk? Because he sucks. They're both the same. You still have a family to feed. And obviously the, 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 the people that actually hired you, invested in you, that's paying you, feel that you do a good job. Or they wouldn't be paying you. Same as that athlete that may not be what you expected him to be because you always comparing to other players. Not understanding that everybody is different and no one is the same. But that is the that is that is what sports analysts do. It's called sports entertainment. It's not called make make common sense. You're paid to make outlandish statements. You're paid to say my grandmother can cross that person. My grandma can shoot that last second shot and make it. I can shoot that last second shot and make it. You are paid to do that. You're not paid to make sense. They want to see you say dumb things. They want to see you get up there and, 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 and tell, say how this person shouldn't have this and that. They want to see that. They're paid to do that. And then not only that, they're built up to a point where they're getting so much money financially, it rolls off the tongue. They don't care about what a comment that would be said by the athlete because of what they said. Then they'll turn it around and say he's weak-minded. He's soft. He can't take criticism. See, like I tell you before, narcissism is real. When you sit at a place of power, you take it upon yourself at times to belittle others. Even if that person is saying something that's true, you still take the time to belittle the individual because you can. You can. That's just facts. You can. You know, if I'm sitting on a on a throne and I'm the king of the kingdom and you happen to make a suggestion that I didn't make, I'm going to look at you like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> that you think that I'm going to you're going to come in here and tell me what I am supposed to do? Are you qualified to tell me what I can and what I can't do? Think about that. Think about that for a minute. Are you qualified to make those criticisms or are you just giving an opinion? And I like the sportscasters. You know, all, most of them, you know. I just don't like the, you know, the way they sometimes just dog the athlete. And, you know, and just spin the narrative uh, in different ways. You know, everybody's not going to agree. I'm pretty sure people wouldn't agree with some of the things that I say. And that's fine. It doesn't matter to me. You know, it's my opinion. That's why it's called opinion. But sometimes it can be your opinion. But sometimes you can just be like, come on, bro. 
Have you been in those situations? Really? Because if you have, then I I, 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 I got to shut up and listen to you. Like, yeah, yeah, he right. Yeah, yeah. But when you're a bench warmer half your life, you ain't ever picked up a nothing. And you had audacity to off because of years of experience to say what you're saying. I laugh at that. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. It really is. I'm not going to lie to you. It's very, very funny. You know. But yeah, you know, I just wanted to grind my gears on that, man. You know, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. I want to hit on uh, the topics that I want to talk about. But yeah, I, I just wanted to get that off my chest, man. Because that, that bothers me. <laughs> that just bothers me, man. These freaking scrubs, nerds, talking about the jocks. But let me move on to the LeBron James. I'm going to call him LeBron the King James. And, you know, I'm just going to call Westbrook. To me, he's Russell, Russell Westbrook. I like Russell Westbrook. Great player. Uh, but I'm going to spin it the way the narrative is spent on him through these other talk show hosts. You know, you would think that uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook uh, was uh, Russell the Antichrist Christ, uh, Westbrook. You know, that a, a Russell gives you uh, 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 a lot of truth uh, uh, and, you, and you're believing in you're believing in the in, the, in, in what he's giving you. And, and then and then there's moments it comes in where um, it seems like it's all it's false. You thought it was real. They got Russell like, like I said, on the floor, on the floor, he's giving you that the chosen one, the, 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 the conversation is valid, but then they turn it into like he's a false prophet or a false hooper. He give you, he, 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 he preaches the hope and he shows you everything that you expect from a basketball player, superstar. But then... In certain moments, it feels like he's a false prophet. And you know what? That's so far from the truth. And I'm going to tell you why. But this is the narrative that's spent with Russell Westbrook. What's, uh, 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 what's Russell Westbrook? Oh, man. The butts of all the jokes. And oh, man, social media. Everybody just going in on them. But check out the one characteristics of Russell Westbrook. That a lot of us don't see, but I do. The man is an alpha. All that stuff people talk, man. You always hear him say, I really don't care what people say. I'm going to keep playing my heart out every day, going 110%. It doesn't matter. And that's facts. The man is criticized so much. And he still keep hooping the way he hoops. Now, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, what I'm saying is he's not deterred by what people are saying. He's just not. The man is a pure alpha male. Meaning, I told you guys before, there's different two types of alpha. It's an alpha. No matter if, no matter what you tell his brother, he could be wrong. 
He is locked in. He is set in his ways. Especially if what he's been doing has made him successful. He is unwilling to budge. Then there is an alpha that is more open to criticism, fixing, changing, making better while maintaining his alphaness because he's willing to accept help. And when someone has a better idea. And it's a lot of it's a lot of those two types of alpha. It is. It really is. And sometimes the one that refuses to do any changes is successful. They reign with an iron fist. Because it's proven. It's been proven. And that's why they do it. And Russell Westbrook has been successful his whole career. High flyer, penetrator, dunker, triple-double machine. Superstar in the league. Hell, the way he did them triple doubles, that's transcending. Because no one else has done it. That's facts. It's freaking amazing. But I'm going to give you a different take on how I see Russell Westbrook, the future Hall of Famer. I'm not going to give the exact same take that's always given on him. Because it becomes redundant to constantly keep hearing recycled sayings, right? Over and over again. Blah, blah, blah. Don't care. This is how I look at Russell Westbrook in the essence of a player. Russell Westbrook, his whole career has been what we have been seeing up until now. He's never had a jump shot. Never had a consistent knockdown jump shot. Even from back in the days when he was with OKC, with Kevin Durant, where it was Batman and Robin. But you got to understand, Russell is an alpha. So though we made the preconception when he was with Kevin Durant that he was Robin, he always played like he was Batman. We can see with our own eyes that Kevin Durant was a more efficient scorer from the outside, inside, and the free throw line. Whereas Russell was more potent and more uh, uh, destructive, exploding to the bucket, layups, rebounds, assists, dunking, exciting, exciting. But he, his, his strength had never been what people are trying to make him. So that opens the door to criticize Russell Westbrook when he's doing things that he's never really been good at. So when you're a coach and when you're coaching, it's your job to put your players in the best position of its strengths and the best position to succeed. It's like when you're building a team, it's like a puzzle. You are trying to fit all the pieces in perfect spots. You cannot put a piece in a spot that don't fit. 
And you know you can't. How many times have you tried to put a piece that it looked like it fit? It, it's just off by a, by a hair. But you still try to force it in there. The picture won't be complete. It's not going to be complete until you put the right pieces in. You have to put the right pieces in. Everywhere Russell Westbrook has been, he's been asked to do things that he's never done. Instead of building a team around him where he don't have to be the person for the last shot maker unless you're drawing up a play for him to take it to the cup. I'm not drawing up a play for him to go to the corner to shoot a jumper. Like I said, he's not a great jump shooter, but he's not a horrendous jump shooter. But he's never been in that slot because the slot of the jump shooting was always KD. When he was in Houston, it was James Harden. And when he was in Washington, it's a collective. Because in Washington, you also had John Wall, who's pretty much the same type player. But then you had Bill, who was the all-around player who can score. And defend. But he wasn't as good at rebounding and dishing out assists like Russ. Russ could score. He can get volume buckets. But in certain moments, you they, you know, you put him in because he's a superstar. Because you're a superstar don't mean you have to take the last shot. Because you're a superstar don't mean you have to uh, 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 do things that that's not that's out of your strength. Now, if you want to make certain things that's your weakness, your strength, well, that's on the player. See, when dealing with Russ, and when you know what you got, I'm not going to go out, go through the whole history of Russell Westbrook. We know what Russell Westbrook is. He's a great player. He's a future Hall of Famer. And he's great in situations that he's placed in when it's needed. His, his skill set is needed. As a, as a person or a GM, when I'm building that team, and I know this already, I got a superstar scorer, all-around scorer, as far as how he can get up through 29 points, he can dish out 10 assists, get other people involved, and he can also throw up rebounds and get rebounds. And every now and then he'll hit some spot shots. But what I'm not going to do is put him in a situation to fail, to be talked about, to be, to be be belittled like he's not elite. Because when you're not good at a skill set, it's easy for your target to have target practice on you. Right? To take shots at you. And to also at the same time pull you down and, 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 and raise you up. Because they're going to talk about your, 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 your accolades. They're going to talk about all the great things you do. But they're also going to hit you. With a gut shot. With some of the things that you don't do. That may be very vital. And they feel like. Oh you're making this much money. You have to make that point. Make that shot. No you don't. Dennis Rodman was not fucking paid. Excuse my language. Let me bring that back. Dennis Rodman was not paid. To hit threes. Or mid-ranges. Or shoot free throws. Dennis Rodman was paid to defend and rebound. 
Chuck Daly knew the strengths that he had already on the team. And he explained to Dennis Rodman, who was a scorer, that ain't what I need you for. I got enough of those. I need you to focus on this. And what happened? The Detroit Piston bad boys. That's what happened. Now, with a coach, what you do when you got a Russell Westbrook, who's a penetrator, dunker, slasher, rebounder, spot shooter here and there, he's going to give you what you need in them first three quarters. That's what you need. In the fourth quarter, when it's time to have certain type of shots, you already have that person. Or you make sure that you have that person. And when you're creating this team, you let everybody know their role, whether you're a superstar or not. Because if the average player is a better shooter in certain situations than the superstar, then the average player is going to get that play ran up. If I got a pick and roll situation in which I'm going to let my superstar take it to the cup to get a layup or maybe a foul, he's going to get it. But if it's going to be a shot that I need and I need a, a certain type of shooter to shoot that shot, then that's the person that's going to get the ball. It ain't got nothing to do about you not being the best player on the team. It's about putting your team in the best situation to win. And that's where teams have failed Russell Westbrook. Now, again, I'm not taking nothing away from Russ. I love Russ. Russ is the man, an alpha, thick skin. He don't care what nobody say. And I love that about Russ. I'm just giving an opinion of how you got to put your players in good situations. KD, that's a different animal. You can't compare. That's like comparing oranges and apples. So stop comparing that. Compare Russ to players that's more like Russ. Like John Wall, volume scorer, not that great of a shooter, can grab rebounds, give you assists. He don't grab rebounds at a clip of a Russell Westbrook. Hooper, Uber are athletic. Probably not so much as now because of the injuries that he has came across. But that's a better comparison. Instead of the constant... Knocking him down with the Lakers. Of course he's not a fit with the Lakers. Look at what the team the Lakers had last year where they had shooters. Of course he's not a fit. Is he a bad piece there? No, he's not being used properly. When you get rid of, you get rid of your shooters and you tell a, shoot, a non-shooter to be a shooter, it's not a fit, then he's going to have to fall on the sword. Now he needs to be traded. Now all these turnovers. You knew what you was getting when you get Russ, because Russ been doing this. As a coach, you have to put him in a better situation to be successful. That's why Russ don't give a care about nobody, what they talking about. Russ is no one's Robin. He ain't never been, even when he was playing with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant made the decision because that was a decision that Kevin Durant wanted to make. I'm not going to place why Kevin left. I'm not going to speculate why Kevin left. Unless you hear it from Kevin's mouth. Not Kevin's cousin. Not Kevin's roadie. Kevin's mouth himself. You can't speculate. 
because that's what that's all that gets done. Let's hear it from the horse, because once you get it from the horse, then you know what you're getting is factual. And that's a fact, man. That's that's how I live. That's what I like. I get it. The people with sources. Hey, man, they got to make a living, too. And I understand that. So you're going to you're going to say, well, I heard an inside source told me that such and such and such and such. OK, sometimes it may pan out. Sometimes it might not. But the point being is ain't nothing like the from the horse's mouth. Look at Pat McAfee. Another example. He locked in Aaron Rodgers. So everything he getting from out the straight from the horse. That's what's elevating his game. You know what I'm saying? But moving back to Russell Westbrook, you ain't putting this man in a good situation. And that's why he's getting berated the way he does. If he just find the right, the, be, the best, to me, the best time for them, for us, when he was playing like, wow. Like I said, again, he's still playing wow. To me, is when that team that had James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, and I can't remember the rest of that team. But man, what just a beautiful balance. Just a beautiful balance. Everybody fit in right pieces. The puzzle was perfect. And that's why I come with a different angle with Russell Westbrook and just getting tired of the same angle. Because when you're putting the team together, you have to have a master chess player. Someone that knows where all the pieces go and know when to make the big move and know who's going to be the person to take what shots at what times. And maybe that's not a, a good analogy. I'm going to say a, a really good puzzle. Someone who puts a puzzle together very well. And that's what a great coach is because he has to put the pieces in the right area and he has to manage also egos. And let that and let certain players know it doesn't take away from your greatness. It's just that this particular person is better in this particular thing in you with than you. That's all. And, and, and it's evident. Phil Jackson. Chuck Daly. Phil had those Bulls team. You got two superstar players in Jordan and, and, and Pippen. And they had great pieces around them. Many of times where Jordan, who we are, who, who we already know, can do everything because he's the greatest in my opinion, of all time, who can take all type of shots. But at times, he deferred to John Paxson, to Steve Kerr. Magic Johnson, one of the greatest, if not the greatest point guard of all time. He knew his limitations. He had shooters around him. He had all-around players that can do all, like a James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But Kareem wasn't no three-point shooter. James Worthy wasn't no three-point shooter. You know who the three-point shooter? Michael Cooper and Dennis Scott. Come on, man. Pat Riley was a master puzzle. Puzzle, puzzle person. That's what I'm saying. I don't even know how to put it together. But we just say he was a master at putting puzzles together. And when you're putting the team together with players, they are puzzle. You got to see where everybody fits. And you at the same time manage the stars to let them know that you still the man. It's just that in certain situations, this is what we got this person for.
specialist. Vinny Johnson, specialist. Isaiah, he can do it all. But at times, he'll kick it out to Vinny. Get Vinny hot, they know to keep giving Vinny the ball. Portland, same thing. Clyde, the man, but he had his deficiencies. He wasn't a great jump shooter, but he had dunk on you, lay the ball up, play some defense, rebound. Who was the shooters? Terry Porter. Jerome Kersey. Puzzles. Pieces of a puzzle. Though you have stars and superstars, sometimes your superstars and stars aren't the shooters. Aren't the piece for a certain moment. Houston. Akeem. Superstar. Great pieces. Kenny the Jet. Vernon Maxwell. Mario Ellie. Robert Ori. Big Shot Bob. Who knew his. He knew his. His place. He knew. What his job was. Everywhere he went. He took big shots. And he was on team with superstars. He was on team with Kobe and Shaq. He was daggering teams. It wasn't an ego for them. It's about winning a ship. And no matter if I'm the $50 million a year and the other guy is $5 million a year, the guy that's $5 million a year is a little bit better in certain situations and I have no problem giving it to him. And that's why I say Russell Westbrook is misjudged because he doesn't have the great coach that can put the pieces of the puzzle together that fit him to make him be successful and not always be the one that's going to be taking all the shots as far as when he's doing something he shouldn't be doing. And that's why I love Russell Westbrook. And I love the way he just ignore everybody, man. This is me. And the Lakers decided that that's what they wanted, not knowing that you had to make sure you had Russell playing in a position that he's going to be successful for your team and also get other players in there that can make up for whatever you're missing from Russ in certain moments. And I'm going to give a last uh, good example um, on this situation, and then I move on to LeBron, and that's uh, the Nets. When the Nets made that trade, they got Ben Simmons, but they made sure that they had some shooters getting Seth Curry. Why? Ben Simmons is not a shooter. He knows he's not a shooter. He plays defense, he rebounds, and he can take it to the cup and punch it. Who did, what did that sound like? The Nets, the Nets knew that already. They got the shooters for certain situations. KD, the God, Kyrie, the God. And then they went out and got Seth, who can hit them shots that they won't need to put the pressure on Ben Simmons to do. And it ain't no knock on Ben. Ben, again, also was put in situations, and I'm going to talk about that. He was put in situations not to be successful and was berated and belittled all over the radio. And I understood what some of the things what people were saying, but again, you have to put these players in the right pieces, in the in the right spots of your puzzle. Now on to my man, the king of all kings, LeBron James.
And he received so much criticism. Though this man is a four-time NBA champion, every team he goes to goes to the finals. We talking about you got a body, and we all know without the heart, the body is dead. LeBron, wherever he went, was the heart of every team. And all the pieces were right. Because LeBron, is, in the beginning, wasn't a great jump shooter. But they wanted to put the pressure on him by comparing him to a player like Michael Jordan. Why are you comparing LeBron James and Michael Jordan? Two different types of players. Jordan is a way better jump shooter than LeBron James. As far as visually when you see in the game while playing. LeBron has got better with age. He's got better every year because he was dedicated to getting better. He put the time in to getting them better. He understood the organization has invested in him and made him the cornerstone and made him the face of their team to guide them to a championship. So he understood that it was his obligation every year to work on his game and to invest in his body and to stay healthy. But he also, with the super high IQ he had, understood he had to have certain players around him. You may not like the way he went about doing it, but what he was doing was right. The only time I've seen LeBron make a miscalcul a miscalculation was this year. That's it. Hey, man, that's not like knocking somebody that wins a basketball game 99 times. And the one time he decided he could he didn't pick up one guy he usually get because he wanted to prove he can he can win it with the other dude. He loses one time. So what? So what? You want to talk about the free throw shooting? So what? You want to talk about his clutch shooting in certain moments? So what? He's had his moments of clutch shooting. You want to talk about because he said he's the greatest basketball player of all time? So what? What do he supposed to say? Remember who you're dealing with. You're dealing with an alpha, not the alpha in which who don't take criticism and keep doing what he's doing regardless, but you're talking to an alpha that makes adjustments and understands. When you're dealing with LeBron, that's the type of alpha he is. That's what people don't seem to understand with LeBron James. You complaining and complaining. The man is dominant. So you want to pick at, pick at his game here and there. LeBron is a smart basketball player. And everywhere he went, he put every team in a situation to win. And he knows when to get out of a situation. And you may not like it, but he's on a mission to get rings. So what? You don't like the hopping back and forth to teams. So? That man ain't got to sit around here and he ain't worrying about Y'all getting upset because he hopping the team for team or is making his legacy look even look weak. Why? Explain to me why is that happening? 
well, he don't stay with one team and he didn't do this and that. So what does that mean? Do a person have to who likes winning have to stay in a situation of losing if he's not having an organization help him to keep a competitive team? No. You have a right to move on just like a person with a job who getting paid 50 and he and he's done doing a hell of a job. But that job refuses to pay him uh, 60 and he has a has a has another job that says, hey, man, you come over here. We'll pay you 60. We appreciate what you can do. We'll give you everything that you need to continue to get better. I'm leaving that job, giving me 50 and I'm going to that job to get 60. And at some point, if that job that's getting 60 refused to take me to 70 and I find another job that want me to go to 70, I'm going in that job to go get 70. What the hell? That don't even make sense. That don't even make sense. And that's what I'm talking about. You got to look at things from a different angle. I'm looking at LeBron from the from from his standpoint. He feels he's the greatest player of all time. And there's nothing wrong with that. And by by, by golly, the man finna be the all time points leader. He's up there in, in rebounds and assists. He done he done upped his his percentages and everything. You know I ain't looking sitting here looking at no stat book. I ain't trying to do all that. I'm just going off the eye test from what I've seen and being a basketball fan and following him. But then you want to get announcers love Brick, love this. You know he just he crumbles in the big moments. Well check this out. In that moment. Let's take the nerd who wish he was a jock and put him in that situation. Because, see, the funny thing about it is LeBron can quit what he's doing and go into a field of a sports talk and be better than them. But the sports talk can't quit the field and go into his field and be better than him. Well, I'll be damned. So the person that's doing all the barking about what another person can't do, can't even do his job. But the other job that's doing his job and winning championships can go in your field and take over your field with no experience at all. That tells you something. That tells you that sometimes a sportscaster that ain't ever been in the game need to shut up. Just talk and make sense and evaluate correctly. You don't have to sit there and always belittle and 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 say what this person can't do than the other person can't do. It's easy to do that in sportscaster. Well, this sportscaster better than that sportscaster. Well, everybody got their own style. Everybody got their own point of view. I love LeBron James, top three player to me. But I like I, I've seen both players play, you know. But I like Jordan better. That don't mean I don't like LeBron. LeBron is powerful on and off the court. Jordan has just got better at that of, re, of, of lately. But during his playing, playing games, he was, he was wired differently. Most superstar and transcending players are wired differently in every sport that you have. And that's just the facts. Most players that are transcending are wired differently. But like I said, I'm coming at a point of view with LeBron is LeBron has nothing to even to respond to. That's why he does respond at times, but he very rarely don't even pay attention, man. You can't tell that man nothing. The man is a fine bottle of wine. 
Yeah. He that 18 year old uh, 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 that came. He's he, he he's he's in he's 36, 37 right now. And and you open it up, and it's the and 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 and, and, and it's the best tasting wine you ever tasted. Age has done wonders to it. And that's LeBron James. Amazing. You hear me? What LeBron doing is amazing. For him to go to Cleveland, leave Cleveland, go to Miami, get Miami two rings. Though he didn't get the other two, it is what it is. It's a team game and then an individual game. Then go back to Cleveland, be the dominant team, even though to me in my eyes, I've always looked at uh, uh, Cleveland as being a super team where other people may disagree. But I don't. Obviously, to me, Golden State knew knew they were a super team because they went and they, and they begged Kevin Durant to come over and help them because they knew they weren't going to be able to beat Kyrie, Kevin Love, and uh, 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 LeBron James, that team. They knew they couldn't beat them. Not when they're healthy. That was my only thing. Why would you go out and get... Uh, KD, if that was the case. So Cleveland was a super team. And the way they came back and won that and beat that team was amazing. Amazing. Did it make him the greatest player in the world? In his mind, it did. It don't matter what nobody else thinks. And he doubled down on it again at the All-Star game. He an alpha. He gives no care about what nobody else saying. When are y'all going to realize that? He don't care. He know who the ones are, that's coattailing him. He know the ones that's swinging. And he know the ones that's hating. But he know he got his real team around him. That's been around him since he was young. So he, 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 he values their opinion more than anybody. Any sports talk person. Anybody around him. Uh, 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 believe that. The, all, all, the most he values those that's been in his circle, his wife, his friends, that he's built a, 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 a beast of a, of a business, businesses with. The man is to be modeled after, period. Period. So to, 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 to come after somebody like that and to spew hate like that when all he done is win, you ain't nothing but a hater and you ain't nothing but that nerd scrub uh, player that couldn't be the jock, and you were and, and you were disappointed, and you was a hater. And when you got an opportunity to get a microphone, you made sure that you did everything to try to bring down that elite player that you couldn't be. That's how I feel with some of the some of the sportscasters that have not been athletes or were, were sucky as athletes, and now they got a little money, got a little got a, got got a, got a little money, got a whole bunch of got a whole bunch of followers. And now you can't tell them nothing. It's the Dave Chappelle saying, I'm rich. <laughs> you seen that situation uh, 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 with Dave Chappelle and Eddie Murphy and they went in his house and they had them boots on and muddying up, muddying up the muddy up his seats. I mean, muddied up that white couch. <laughs> and they had to put them hands on him. Talking about they should have never gave him no money. Should have never gave you ninjas no money. It's the same thing with the 
with the nerd sportcaster that wishes he was an elite athlete. And since he can't be an elite athlete, he'll take the time and tear somebody down. So I'm going to end it on that note, guys. I'm most definitely going to come back with uh, some more hot takes for you guys. You know, I don't have to talk four hours to give you some knowledge. You know, I like to give it to you, you know, in, in a nice, uh, nice crunched time, you know. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the support. And like I said, man, hey, when it comes down to it, when you're watching and you're viewing, hey, man, you analyze, you observe, and you give your opinion. That's it. You ain't got to do nothing else. Other than that, you have a blessed day, and I'm most definitely out of here, and I will be back.